Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey, One Hope Church and One Hope friends, Peter here, launching us into Season 3 of the One Hope Podcast. Uh, During this next season of the podcast, we're actually doing it uh, during the season of Lent uh, 2022. And I just share that uh, for the benefit of any future listeners to these recordings, just so you know what the original context was uh, in which these these recordings were made. Uh, During the season of Lent, uh, which is the 40 days leading up to Easter, uh, or actually it's 46 days, but uh, we don't count Sunday. Sunday is always the day of the resurrection. Uh, During these 40 days of Lent, we're encouraging our congregation and anybody else who wants to join us uh, to go through the Gospel of Mark together. Uh, reading about 20 verses or so, give or take, each day, and listening to these various uh, recordings uh, of these devotional thoughts by myself or one of our other One Hope podcasters. Uh, And I would just encourage each of us who are kind of going on this journey together to, in addition to doing the readings uh, and listening to these devotional thoughts, uh, I would encourage two things. Number one, um, maybe consider taking something on. We often talk about giving up something for Lent, uh, but maybe consider taking something on, something that you have not maybe tried before or done before. Maybe it's been a long time since you've done it. Uh, For example, maybe if journaling is something you haven't done in a long time or at all, maybe maybe give that a try during this season of Lent. Uh, Journaling is just taking a notebook and and as you're reading the scriptures, as you're praying, uh, then just take some time to write down your thoughts uh, or maybe write out a prayer. Uh, and uh, or maybe another thing you might want to consider doing is maybe go on a prayer walk um, and just carve out that time. Uh, whatever it may be, whatever works for you, consider taking something on during the season of Lent. And then the second thing I just want to encourage us all is to really um, come with an expectancy during the season of Lent. Uh, you know, the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. If you seek me, you'll find me. When you search for me with all your heart and he who comes to him must believe that he exists and he's rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. So just know that as you seek him, you will find him. He wants to reveal himself to you and to me. And and there's precedence for actually taking some special designated time like this to seek the Lord in a special way. I mean, as Christians, we're always to seek the Lord. We're always to be in the Word and in prayer. But there's precedent for taking some special time to do that. And Jesus himself gives us that example. Uh, Right before Jesus launches into his uh, public ministry, he goes into the wilderness for 40 days and spends that time in prayer and in fasting and being with the Father and and uh, and in, in during that time, he's strengthened um, by uh, the Holy Spirit, and it's uh, it's uh, it was right after his baptism, so he's uh, he's he's been powered by the Spirit in that special way. But uh, there was also periods of temptation in the desert too, and so as you set aside this special time of going through the season of Lent, know that God's going to strengthen you. He's going to meet you there. Uh, know that there might be some pushback from the enemy as well, just like Jesus encountered. But also know there's nothing to be afraid of there. You can combat the enemy with the power of God's word, just as Jesus did. God wants to meet uh, you and me during the season of Lent. And so I'm excited to go on this journey together with uh, each of you. 
Now, just a couple uh, quick, brief, um, just uh, details about the Gospel of Mark, just as by way of introduction to our study together, our readings together. Uh, the Gospel of Mark was, was written by, drumroll please, Mark. Yes, you heard it right. Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark. Although, actually, the real authority behind Mark, uh, well, the authority is the Holy Spirit, but, but there's another source behind the Gospel of Mark, and that is actually the Apostle Peter. There's very good tradition um, that uh, states that, uh, you know, from history basically that we know that uh, that Mark was probably not himself an eyewitness to the events of Jesus's life and teachings. Uh, although uh, there's uh, many people think that uh, the young man mentioned in the Garden of Gethsemane in Mark chapter 14, where it talks about this young man who ran off when Jesus was arrested, that may have been Mark as a young teenager. I mean, why he's the only one that includes that little piece of detail, and how else would he would someone know if it was not uh, himself, uh, his his own kind of personal testimony there? So quite possible that that was Mark, but. The real source behind uh, Mark, from what we kind of gleaned from history, was the Apostle Peter. Uh, we learn from a, an early Christian, a guy named Papias, who actually was a disciple of the Apostle John, uh, wrote about how uh, when Peter would go on his preaching tours, uh, that Mark would go with him as his interpreter. And so Mark, you know, Peter would go and he'd preach the gospel. And he'd tell people stories about Jesus and all the things Jesus said and did. And Mark was the interpreter. And so Mark kind of, in writing his gospel, basically took all of those different teachings of Jesus that he heard Peter talk about. And uh, he, he basically, at this point, wrote it all down. And so uh, the gospel of Mark, in many ways, is the gospel of Peter. It's, it's Peter's uh, recollections of Jesus's life and ministry and teachings and events of his life. So... Uh, that's just kind of one thing to note here. It, it has the backing of a real eyewitness, uh, Peter being that eyewitness. Uh, just a couple other things just to note. Uh, Mark was a cousin of Barnabas. Uh, he was also uh, his mother, Mary, uh, not the mother of Jesus, Mary, but a different Mary, had a house church in Jerusalem. Uh, they were, so they were part of that early Christian community in Jerusalem of those house churches meeting. In fact, it was that house church that when Peter was miraculously set free from prison in Acts chapter 12, that Peter went to that house church. They were, they were praying there for Peter's release, and the servant girl recognized Peter, which tells us that, uh, that uh, Peter had some familiarity with that uh, particular house church, and probably Mark as well. Uh, which actually is also uh, kind of leads to this little piece of, of uh, information. It's quite possible that Mark was led to the Lord by Peter for in 1 Peter chapter 5. Peter calls uh, Mark, my son Mark. Uh, presumably meaning my, my spiritual son and the Lord, that perhaps he was the one who led him to the Lord. Uh, Mark had some uh, some pitfalls in his life. He made some mistakes, as we all do. He was uh, uh, he was he uh, went on an early missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas, but it got things got tough, and so Mark abandoned them. Uh, later, when they were going to go on another missionary trip, Barnabas wanted to give Mark another try, and Paul didn't. In fact, and they had such a big disagreement that uh, they kind of split up at that point, and Barnabas did take Mark and go off uh, to Cyprus. Good news there is that there's a happy ending because uh, we have good evidence that uh, Paul and Mark uh, reconciled at some point. Uh, we, we find out in Colossians and Philemon that Mark is right there with Paul when Paul is in prison in Rome. And in 2 Timothy, 
Second uh, Timothy, Paul says that he says to bring Mark because he's useful to me. So uh, Mark, uh, he made some mistakes as we'd all do, but he finished well, and uh, God used him to to write this gospel that we were going through uh, during this season of Lent. All right, a couple of just major themes just to note. Uh, one thing is that a word that's going to pop up all over the place as you go through your readings is the word immediately. Uh, it's an action-packed gospel. There's a lot of action that takes place, and, and this word immediately, or without delay, comes up over and over again. Uh, another thing just about the gospel of Mark is uh, really Mark presents Jesus, um, um, if, there's, if there's one word that would identify his description of Jesus, it's as a servant and as the sacrifice. And uh, uh, for our sins. Uh, in some ways, the first half of the book focuses on him as the servant, and the second uh, leads to uh, kind of uh, pivots around his his sacrifice of the cross and his suffering. And if there's a key verse, I think it's Mark chapter 10, verse 45, which says this, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So that's just some background uh, for the Gospel of Mark to kind of get us uh, set the stage for our study together. Uh, I've already used most of my time just uh, giving an introduction to this podcast and to the Gospel of Mark. So I'm not going to say too much about our reading for today. Uh, You can uh, read it on your own, verses 1 to 20, uh, the Gospel of Mark, which is really much of it is kind of like the prologue to the Gospel of Mark. Um, but I'll just kind of share with you what really jumped out for me um, in, in my reading. Uh, and I was really convicted um, by, um, you know, I already said that immediately is one of those key words in the Gospel of Mark. And, and we see that in the calling of Jesus' disciples, how uh, when Peter and, 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 uh, and Andrew, his brother Andrew, are called by Jesus, so it says Simon and Andrew, but Simon is just a, another name for Peter. Uh, it's his real name. Jesus renamed him Peter. Uh, but it says that they basically they immediately left their nets to follow Jesus. Um, now, presumably, there's probably more to the story than that. And maybe they had already heard his teaching, and this was just this the final moment in which they said yes. Uh, but but what Mark really wants to convey, and uh, presumably Peter too, giving his testimonies that they left everything and followed Jesus, and and then we see that in, in with John and with uh, James as well. They were also fishermen, and Jesus calls them. And and without delay, and they they leave uh, their father and the workers in the boat, and they follow Jesus too. And so, maybe an encouragement to me and to you to this season of Lent, practice the discipline of immediately. Uh, that when you hear His voice, to be quick to obey. Uh, that that uh, when there's an impulse to reach out to someone, just don't think about, it, just do it. Uh, so practice the discipline of immediately uh, during the season of Lent. And, and then just the other thing just to, I, I was just struck by is how Jesus said, uh, I'm going to make you fisher of men. You know, you're fishers of fish, but now you're going to be fishers of men. And that call is not just to these disciples. It's to you and to me. That's part of what it means to be a Christian. Uh, he call, to follow Jesus means we follow in his footsteps, and and as Jesus went to seek and save those who don't, those who are lost, those who need to be called home. So he gives us that mission too, and so uh, that would be my word to you and to me as well. Um, our, to that you would see yourself as a fisher of men and women right now, and so maybe an encouragement. Just who are you praying for right now to invite to Easter Sunday, um, this coming Easter? Uh, you know whether it's at, whether you're part of One Hope Church or another church, um, who are you who are you preparing to invite 
to experience uh, the glory of the resurrection of Jesus and the good news that our sins are forgiven, we're set free. And and uh, so you can be just an encouragement, just be in this season of Lent, be praying. Can you think of like three people uh, that you can just be praying for? And then don't stress about it. Don't worry about, you know, how am I going to possibly invite them or if you're worried about it. Just just put the weight on Jesus and trust uh, that he is going to provide the opportunity and the setting uh, in which to do that. But when the time comes, when you do get that nudge, then practice the discipline of immediately and don't hesitate. Make the phone call. Um, uh, go to the door, what, however you might uh, go and invite that person to, and take a risk there and trust that uh, God's going to give you what you need in the moment to help you. All right, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this uh, new study in the Gospel of Mark, and I pray that you would help me to practice the discipline of immediately, that I would be quick to, to hear, quick to obey, Uh, And I also pray that you would give me a heart for for people who have yet to come to know you, Jesus, uh, and that uh, you would give me uh, opportunity um, and a conviction to pray, first of all, but then also when I do feel that nudge uh, to to make that invite, uh, that I would practice the discipline of immediately. Give us all grace to do that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.